Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense. But we are a sub-science here to make things make sense. Today we are talking about mysterious cannabis syndrome. It is on the rise in Canada and other places where weed has been legalized. It's from the overconsumption of marijuana. There's a lot of new information and research about it. We'll get into it. But first, we're going to talk about new research into the vegan diet, as well as a type of Taiwanese <laughs> kung fu that involves your testicles. What? Yeah, just you wait, babes. Okay, that sounds interesting. It is like actually so interesting, and I really it made me want to work out my balls. Okay. <laughs> what? Just you wait, babes. Just I think I'd be good at it, to be honest, if I'm being honest. Ah, there was one kung fu I was gonna do. It would be this one. Okay, cool. So um, let's do a little, little, you know, a little get into it before we get into the science, just to like ease people into the episode. So what is up? Uh, it's almost Christmas. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Mitch is almost the holidays. You, Mitch has don't a, offend anyone. No, I'm uh, kidding. Obviously. Whoa. <laughs> be all right on this pod. Someone's been. <laughs> wow. Am I allowed to say Christmas? Okay. Wow. I'm like actually scared for you. He's obsessed with Reddit too. It's like I wonder where it's all coming from. But you are obsessed with Christmas. It's um some might say like a disorder like. Fresh in the morning, first things first. Like it's like November twenty eighth, and I'm just like, man. Well, I, I, as I've gotten older, I just am realizing it's so takes so long for me to get fully in the Christmas mood because I'm like stressed and like preoccupied and thinking about other things. And every other year, Christmas comes, and I'm just like, oh, I didn't have time to like really get into the spirit and like get ready mentally, and it comes and goes so fast. It's so funny because I'm realizing I need to start earlier and listen more often and engage more often so that hopefully by the time Christmas comes I'll be like I'm ready to move on before we started I was like should we talk about how you're into Christmas you're like we always talk about that I was like no we don't and then as we're saying this I'm like oh yeah we definitely already talked about this like it is like so that's funny that's what I said we always talk about you oh. wanted to talk about the weather being bad and dark and gloomy I was like we always talk about that okay well both of these things wow no I'm just like thinking because I was like oh yeah I remember thinking about how we need to do an episode that maybe Christmas is just not the way it used to be. And I, and I think we should do that like around the late December. Like, is it just age? Well, we have to do that now. We can't just keep saying it every early December and then never doing it. No, like, well, no, like make it hit on December 18th. Like when everyone's really <laughs> that's into in the like Christmas two spirit. Weeks is what I'm yeah, that's what I mean. We'll do uh-huh. it in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> but it is gray in Toronto. And I do think it's worth talking about. I think it is extremely challenging to live in a city where the sun has not come out for five days and it might not come out for another five. I think it's worth Mm. talking about. I bring it up with everyone on the TTC, Uber drivers, everyone's a little bit like, okay, like you're, but I'm like, it is unique. Yeah. And on top of it all, like the sun is already, some people might be thinking, oh, it's just because you're getting less sun, you know, like in this time of the year, 
we the sun comes up later and goes down earlier fine no what you're not realizing maybe if you're not from here is that <laughs> also there's just clouds all yeah, the time it's giving so not London. only is the sun you know not coming up till 8 a.m it actually doesn't even look like it's Mm-mm. up because it's so dark the outside. sun has not broken through a cra- cloud and let me tell you i've been staring in in days and it's also just like I don't know. It's there's not even snow. Like at least snow yeah. is like brings the season spirit. It's just like this is depressing. And there's nothing I feel weirder about than having lights on inside in the middle of the day. Yeah. I don't know why yeah. it freaks me out. It's just kind of like it, the mood's not right. Like lights are really cute in the evening when you're like, ooh, yeah. mood lighting when it's dark. But when it's like is yeah. bright outside, but not bright enough that you need your yeah. lights on inside, I feel like that's a disturbing space to be. Vitamin D is being popped in the household. The UV light ooh. is coming out. And you're right. I've been putting lights on because the sun is not working. The sun is not <laughs> piercing Toronto. The sun is down. The sun, the sun is, is down. down. <laughs> Name that reference, listeners. Call and let us know for 76,000. I keep hearing this thing on the radio that's like they've got to guess the five special voices in the like jingle. And it's like for every week it goes up a thousand and they're at like 80,000. And every time I keep thinking I'm going to listen, like I happen to be in the car and they'll be like, for $86,000, who are the five voices? And people have to call in and like figure out. What do you mean the five voices? They've like made a jingle that's like, and it's a chop up of famous people's people's voices. Well, we just sang a song that was Yoko Ono and Lady Lady Gaga. Gaga. And those would be two good guesses. Well, I mean, assuming it sounds like them. <laughs> well, I mean, they would just be good choices for yeah. like Yoko Ono is a good one for like a radio station because mm-hmm. everyone who listens to radio is so basic. They're never going to think about Yoko Ono. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. So cruel to I'm everyone. kidding. This is radio. I'm, we're on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going to move on. Yeah. Now. Okay. <laughs> oh, what did we learn this week? Before you bully our audience anymore. Yeah. Only people... The Australians are gone. They're like, who else is here? The Swifties are gone. Everyone from Britain's gone. Now everyone who listens to radio. Now everyone who (laughs) listens to radio, which might be podcasts, is gone. So we're pretty screwed. Um, Okay, I want to do mine first because it's about balls and dicks and Taiwan, where we just were. So I can't, I kind of wish I knew this before we went there because I don't know if I would have partaken in this. I probably wouldn't have. I'll just continue to talk. So. On October 29th, the year 2000, three men used their penises to pull a flatbed delivery truck across a part of Taipei, up Taipei parking lot. What? So that sounds really intense, but it's because it's actually part of this Taiwanese slash, you know, Chinese Kung Fu. Moving on. <laughs> called Diao Gung. Do not quote me on that. <laughs> <laughs> It's a tonal language. I'm just going to do it a bunch of different ways. Daogang? Daogang? Daogang. Okay, whatever. So what you do is you wrap a ribbon around where your balls and dick meet your abdomen. So it's not... I was picturing... Where a, your balls and dick meet your abdomen. Yeah, like a cock ring, some might think, uh, say. But, but around the balls, too. Yeah. So like when they when the headlines had pulled with their penises, I kind of also thought do something that was Do cock rings go like, around the balls, too? Okay, sorry. I don't actually know. <laughs> Part of me was like, Whoa, wait. should we do an episode on cock rings? Yeah. Cause like, or just like, no offense earth, but we haven't had to use one yet, but we will. Yeah. We're gay men. It's like, it's coming. I've thought about it. <laughs> like once we're, oh, oh. no, no, I'm just okay. curious. Okay. I'm well, like, stay tuned that? for our, it'll be not before the Christmas season. <laughs> it'll be a new year's <laughs> cock ring episode. 
Cockering energy, but maybe not because I don't know if cockering goes on balls. We will let you know in a future episode. <laughs> but ribbon around balls and dicks so that your package is kind of like bundled up. Okay. And then you hang metal plates from the ribbon and the kung fu. It's like that mixed with meditation and breathing and you add weights until you like go higher up in the levels of this type of kung fu. Mm-hmm. Oh, whoa. This is like, like a t- specific t- style. Sorry. Yeah. Kung it's fu. like there's an overarching type of kung fu. Again, like of all. And this is like, like one this, of the practices. My Irish ass should not be talking about this, but like <laughs> there's a type. There's like seven tenets to it. And like one of the tenets is this like penis whoa. ball thing. Anyways, these people like were the masters of it. So the three <laughs> of them got together and then were able to pull a flatbed truck with it. Well, that's even just kind of impressive because it's like. If I got two of my friends together, I don't even think we could move a vehicle. Well, well like of maybe course, we could. you couldn't move a vehicle. No, you couldn't do it. You haven't done kung fu for years. Training. I know. I'm, I mean, I mean, on top of the fact that oh, they're doing their you genitals, with your hands. like with my body. Oh, I thought you were like, oh, me and my two friends couldn't pull it with our no, dicks. I'm like, I, just, I, I know. I don't even know if me and two friends could, could like yeah. push one or pull one. Exactly. I think that's the point of the, you know, only in this part of Taiwan, Taipei, where we just work could this happen. And it made me be like, obviously, I don't. I'm not going to like become good at this, but imagine if when we were in Taiwan, they were like, there's classes. Like it would have been fascinating <laughs> to try. That would have been an amazing story to come home and be like, That's by the way, true. I lifted like, a five pound plate with my dick and balls and a ribbon. Um, what you made me think about, like, as you kind of said, it was like intertwined with meditation and stuff. This is just like a little aside. What did you learn this week? Because I actually learned this this week. I was listening to Michael Pollan, the guy who always talks about like shrooms and like, yeah, yeah. we know him. Daddy science, daddy. He was saying like with, you can elicit a similar response to taking psilocybin by like certain breathing exercises. He's like, you end up like hyperventilating. Like they, it like is a really intense breathing exercise that he's done once. And he was like, it was a similar experience, but I'm like, I'm still way too afraid. To Where did that. you hear that? That's so he like- was on a podcast that the happiness lab featured like the most, like this week or last or something. He did it. They, he said he's tried it. I think. Yeah. But he actually reached the halluc. That seems so hard. That seems like yeah. He's like you're like depriving your brain of oxygen or something like that. But wow. maybe maybe he was saying I don't know if he said like he fully experienced it, but he was just like like if he did, that's really impressive because it's sort of like doesn't that seem like Buddhist monk energy like to get there? Yeah, yeah, to be like that high off of just breathing. Like usually he just writes books after he like does LSD, which is like a lot easier than like <laughs> you know what I mean, like years of. Sorry, I don't imagine. quote me then. Maybe I misheard. And he, he probably was just talking, talking about other people's happen. experiences. That is so Instagram reels, like some like jacked guy with a beard and no body fat, like breathing weirdly and then like hyperventilating. Like want to get high? Breathe with me. <laughs> or it's like more like and then I reached Nirvana and he's like. I don't know. Looks like a caveman. I get a lot of that now. It's like I need to stop like looking at like workout videos. <laughs> I saw one yesterday. It was like a guy jumping off. It was like highest death jump, and it was just like this caveman looking man like jumping off <gasps> into the water, and he like threw a rock ahead. I saw that too. Oh no! Is it because I started using Reddit, and then we both saw it on Reddit? Possibly. Are we becoming like an incel bond? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm kidding. But like, why are we both looking at cavemen jumping in? Well, I think it was a really popular video. It just came up on my feed. And then I kind of was like, the rock broke the surface area. Like, yeah. Surface tension? Surface tension, sorry. But still, he jumped from like 100 meters. But they called it like the death jump because he kind of did land in like a belly flop, which obviously would kill him. But he threw the rock before. So I guess that's... 
Anyway. Anyways, that's um, so off topic. I, I don't. <laughs> I'll reel it back for my actual. Yes, please. I don't speak. want anyone to know I ever Speaking saw of that. those bros, uh, there's a new study about vegan diets. Uh, this was from this year. And it's interesting because they took 22 pairs of twins. And twin studies are always interesting because you can remove the bias of like home environment, genetics. If and you lifestyle. are a twin, a scientist is coming for Loves you. Loves you. Yeah, wants like you, you, needs you. Go to the nearest university and just be like, what's up? So in this study, one twin in each pair was given a vegan diet and one was put on an omnivore diet. They did this for eight weeks. Um, both diets were like healthy considered like even the omnivore diet had lots of vegetables, legumes, fruits, whole grains, and both tried to like minimize sugars and refined starches. So okay. like they were like, okay, these are both healthy diets. We'll see what happens to them. Okay. Um, in the first four weeks they were given their meals and in the second four weeks they were asked to just like continue on their own, but document everything. And the vegan ate. kept going. They both, yeah. Like you had to keep your thing for eight weeks. Um, and what they found was that the vegan diet had significantly lower, low density lipoprotein cholesterol, insulin, lower insulin levels, and they lost, um, like their body weight went down more, all of which were associated with improved cardiovascular health. Wow. Um, so both groups did see improvement, but it was kind of like the vegan group saw more. I saw some debate in this. It was like weird that the, the vegan group actually consumed less calories which isn't like that, that surprising no but that doesn't seem smart for the study well they tried to, they tried to manage like them being at 1600 plus or minus like 500 calories something like that oh, okay so they were because obviously it's like difficult to manage down to the exact amount but yeah, yeah that was one criticism of the study but then the other side of it was like well maybe when you're on a vegan diet you naturally don't feel the need to eat as much because on average they think oh, we're like eating 200 less calories a day like you know when you have like a cashew cheese and you're like well i don't need to eat for weeks i mean like, all yeah, I'm and if you're eating like, like a lot of veggies are like nuts like you probably yeah. stay full longer but still that was maybe one flaw of the study where they were like of course that might be interesting but it's not necessarily saying that the food itself is the difference like a calorie difference could still make a change in your body also obviously. eight weeks doesn't seem that long but it is obviously long enough to make a difference which is yeah and they saw pretty sig like for both groups they saw pretty significant um cardiovascular changes wait why for both groups well, because they, were, they were switched to like healthy diets and stuff oh yeah. like the omnivores had to be healthy yeah they were put on like very healthy diets yeah wow but still ultimately the vegan group won <laughs> Yeah. In this respect. Like yeah. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. You won. That is, I don't know. For some reason, I thought it would take longer than eight weeks. That's that's cool. No, I think that's what they were trying to say is like yeah. eight weeks of a, a change in diet. Like this, I think any major change in a diet over eight weeks will change your body, obviously, and what's going but on But it inside, makes you realize it's cool. Like people could, if they don't want to be vegan forever, knowing they could do it for eight weeks and have significant changes probably feels good for some people. Yeah. Who like can't commit to like forever. True. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. I definitely like, I don't know. I'm just like, I don't know. I'm just thinking about twins and I'm like, if I was a twin, I feel like I would want to do these types of things all the time. You could probably <laughs> like oh. be like, let's change this and then go to the doctor. <laughs> let's change this. And then, like, it would just be like so interesting. And be like, yeah. how much of this is, yeah, it'd be cool to be a twin. I know we should get twins on the pod. I'm so curious about, 
twin perspectives. Yes. You know, like, do you love it or do you hate it? Could you say if you hate it out loud, you know, like, would a twin ever say that? Or would they just not ever hate it? No, I think like everything in life, they would be like, these are the positives and these are the negatives. These are mm. the challenges and these are the rewards. Okay, so we don't need to do the episode. <laughs> no, we definitely do because I want to know what those are. Write it down. Twins. Twins. Also, we need to still do all meat diet. Oh, Because that yeah. made me think of okay. that. All Meat Diet Twins, and then the one from before was Cockrings. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's take a little break. <laughs> we'll keep thinking of all the episodes we're going to do oh, instead of you having to hear us. My God. And we'll be back with, um, what was it called? Cannabis Syndrome? Mysterious, Mysterious Cannabis Syndrome. Cannabis Syndrome. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> You're like, what's it called? Okay. No, Greg's going to lead this one. I'll tell you why in a minute. But we'll Because be I back. have it. Okay, Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Study time. Study time. Study time. Study time. So, uh, new disease <laughs> truly is on the rise. It's called cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome. So, it's like a new mysterious syndrome that oc- that occurs from the overconsumption of weed, okay. and was first described in Australia. <laughs> Shout out to the country that I love. In the early two thousands, I had a nurse friend. I mean, she's more to that, obviously. She's my good friend, Shanaz, <laughs> who I've loved forever. She's not just my nurse friend, but who started to talk to me about this, I remember, during COVID. And, and she was just like... Really? She knew about it? Yeah. Well, yeah. She's like she was seeing it, was what I mean. Yeah. She said there's more and more people coming in, and they're ext- like... Okay. It's so intense. She, she told me that they almost felt like they were like a little psychotic. I shouldn't say that. She was telling me this over wine, being exaggerating, but the key was that people were vomiting. And that is a oh. big part of this. So people, patients will arrive in the emergency room with violent vomiting. They'll be dehydrated, sometimes lose consciousness. And I think that's what she was talking about. She's like, mm. these people are, she's just like, we don't really know how to handle the way that they're acting. And it created a new word in the medical <laughs> world called scrometing which is what? when people are simultaneously vomiting and screaming in pain oh I, they're like we've got a scrometer i, I really they're thought like, oh there's a scrometer there must be a cannabis use disorder let's go <laughs> like it's like oh my god i thought for sure it was gonna be more about the scrotum when you said that oh my god I'm just like i was vomiting. like i thought they were gonna be like they're vomiting so hard they're squeezing their scrotums and it's like affecting oh, their body. wow someone's got the like taipei balls and <laughs> ribbon on the mind <laughs> Um, so yeah, so it, so I am gonna yes. come clean and say that I don't know much about what? this. Greg is leaning. Oh, this I thought you were gonna say that you've scrometed after. Well, me. in my mind, we're also gonna talk about what I've looked up. It's like 
you know, we often talk about some good elements of marijuana and why it should be legalized and all these things. Like we're obviously proponents in many ways, <laughs> users one might say, <laughs> but, um, it's interesting to talk about the negative aspects, yeah. which we've also done. This like, one's this one to me is so fascinating because and scary because it's like it's only in the early two thousands where people started scrometing in the <laughs> ER. Like it's like it's intense. Scrometing, but do you actually think this condition led to the invention of scrometing? Well, like, that's what Laura, one of the researchers, told me in her study. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, that's what I mean. Like, as someone else said that, because I'm like surprised that no, scrometing didn't. It wasn't like existence. that. Wasn't just gossip with me and my nurse friend Shanaz, who does mean more to me than just being a nurse. But that <laughs> was more than that. It was in the article. Anyways, okay. the exact cause of this syndrome is not fully known, but as we know with THC and with marijuana, it does make your stomach expand, which is why you get the munchies, but also why cancer patients are given marijuana to help with their appetite. Expand or like relax? I was thought it was like, yeah, sorry, the muscles sorry. relax. I mean, maybe but, but when they, when they do relax, they physically expand. So they're obviously like, okay, THC affects your stomach. Then in these higher doses of THC, they're seeing the opposite issue where it's creating nausea. And Again, exact reasons not known, but they think THC binds, obviously, to your endocannabinoid system, which regulates sleep, appetite, and mood, and that for some reason, overstimulation of the system has led to like de-arrangements in this body's intrinsic control of nausea and vomiting. I have a question for you, and I know you're not like going to know every answer, and but maybe you'll know this. Is this like just in... A moment of getting too high or is this like because people are no, consuming weed use. all the time yeah so they think that there's a series of escalating effects okay. so this is so but like would this be happening while the person was high though right or would they be like probably between their joints or whatever yeah, sober the, and be like <laughs> so the way that they're talking about this is that these are people who are consuming a lot of marijuana to the point that mm -hmm. maybe they're never not high. Okay. The, you know, these people exist. I've been a wake and baker in my life. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> okay. there are people who it's rely in their on marijuana for yeah. their lives. Mm -hmm. I think that is what this is more alluding to. This is okay. not something where it's like you've never smoked weed, you smoke weed, and then all of a sudden you're scrometing in the ER. Or I guess my, and you may not have the answer to this, my question was not the differentiation between someone who's doing it for the first time, but even if someone's a chronic user, like would this be happening after they had weed or could it be a day where they're not doing weed and they're feeling I think so oh, that's okay. I don't know the answer Do you know, to that you know question, asking, but right? the amount of weed I think that it takes for us to happen, I don't know how often these people are like, not having weed okay. like this yeah. is talking presumably about, they're high or it's in their system yes while this and happening. the reason is that now people are coming to hospital and they're going let me guess you smoke or consume weed every day and they're mm. like yeah like that's how the the correlation's now been found and right, they're trying okay. to figure out what's going on and, and is the condition like acute or chronic so it's obviously like the vomiting is like acute but what will happen is people will try like without going to the hospital to kind of deal with it so one thing they've noticed is people a lot of the times end up going into the bathtub because the actual heat of a bath pulls the blood away from your stomach and towards your skin and there's a relief mm. in that some of them have capsaicin oh. creams that they put on their skin and just have, to like what send the sensitization the, the nausea else. goes away yeah, and then yeah. maybe they're like that was weird but they might not be like oh they God. might not realize they have yeah this mysterious like cannabis like, syndrome oh, am i sick did i eat yes. something am I, but I happen to be high as well. 
And so in Ontario, where we live, one study found that emergency emissions of cannabis hyperemesis syndrome had a 13-fold increase mm. between January 2014 and June 2021. Whoa. And in Colorado, there was a 29% increase in vomiting-related ER room visits like around marijuana in the last five years. Whoa. In Alberta, after marijuana was legalized in the province in 2018, the, re- the rate of CHS, that's like the short form version <laughs> Um, it's slowly that increased. CHS, like, to me, in my mind, is Catholic high school. <laughs> because I went... Wait, one. isn't, like, VH... Oh, no, VH. VH. <laughs> that is also another... No, CVS acne. is the, like... The store in America. The store. The, like, whatever. It's okay. not a corner store, but... <laughs> so this is CHS. So um, it started as 15 per every 100,000 people admitted to the ER. Like, like back in the day. That was in 2018. Okay. Then by 2020, it jumped to 21 per 100,000 people admitted to the ER had CHS. And then it jumped to 32 visits per 100,000 people across all age groups last year. And then it's, it's, if you look at people aged 16 to 24, the rate has climbed to 600 per, per 100,000 individuals coming into the ER are coming in with cannabis hyperemesis syndrome Whoa. with uncontrolled well, that vomiting. Was a way bigger number suddenly. Because, because they went to the like, age group. Because they're saying uh, it's actually young people. So within the younger population, yes, the chances are much higher. Much higher because, because that's... More likely smoking. Like, that's when I was like... Like, university for me, it was like, babe, I'm high all the time. <laughs> um, so it's, you know, those are like the ages where people are smoking more weed. Plus, weed is 10 times more potent it is now than it was right. in the 1970s. So they're just kind of like, oh... I don't know. Yeah, I find and I this guess fascinating. This, all, all this kind of research has popped up because of the legalization around the world. Like in different places, they're able to now be like, what is the difference? In these these studies have only been in Ontario, Alberta, and Colorado. <sighs> <sighs> like, you know what I mean? Like India's probably like, well, we don't have much weed. But what about like Amsterdam? Like, why haven't they been on these studies for like decades? Yeah. <laughs> There's something about even Europe where they don't care as much. Like, they're just way more chill. Canadians have just really decided like we don't have a culture, so maybe it's going to be weed. Like, it just feels like <laughs> even when I went to Amsterdam, it felt like they were laughing at the tourists and like not doing it. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned it's in young people. Like maybe to give you a little break from talking, I can talk about one of the studies I looked at in, in teens. Yeah. This is not about this syndrome, but I, I just sort of thought like, okay, what are the negative, what's some research out there that highlights like what are negative aspects of marijuana? And a lot of times it comes up with like, it has a pretty negative impact on young people's brains. Um, so is it cool if I that's that? That's why I'm dumb. I honestly oh, think yeah, that's why. We know. I know it's like like whenever we all get together like, and talk about that. Yeah, like when like, I start a task, like have I ever finished it? No, because I smoked weed in grade ten <laughs> for the rest of my life. I can't believe is that when you actually started? Yes. No, I'm, I'm not judging. <laughs> no, I don't know why. I Just like got like yeah. No, it's a it's a it's a shame. It's a shame. I, think I, I look like, back and I'm so frustrated because I'm like, ugh. I wish I remember the first time I like got high and like came home <laughs> and like a way that all my friends were already doing. And it was like, so I felt so behind, but it was like grade 10. And then like, I remember my dad coming to the basement, me being so happy, like, that's my dad. <laughs> and then like <laughs> pretending to do homework. And he was like, you've never really done homework in the basement. I was like, I thought I'd try it out. <laughs> and was like staring at a math equation and was like, this is not going to work. Um, I've literally never like, had that experience of being high around my family. I'm way too anxious to be like, if I was going to get high, I was like, I'm, I have to be not, around my family yeah you still can't even get high and walk our dog you're crazy <laughs> i also in front of my family i like don't drink or anything uh, occasionally what? i might like the, 
not like they all drink, but like I yeah, just you mean, don't. I don't know why. It's not uh, every now and then I might have a drink, but like if I'm drinking, it's like I, I want to like party with my friends. You know what I mean? And that's so interesting. Okay, fine. Like, Maybe this Christmas I'll get absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm like I think band. that's something else. It's not that but... I never have, but it's that same idea of like I don't know. Being around family has always been like this is not where I do this. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. I'd rather like be with my friends, and I grew up in like a probably well not necessarily a stricter environment, but you know it was like. I just didn't want to do it. Yeah. And so it's so crazy to me. You'd be like, oh, my friends were going home high. It's like, that's probably why I was like, I cannot do this. If I was to drink in high school, it was like, I'm staying over at somebody's house. Yeah. I didn't want to, I, to be honest, I was such a prude in my group. I was square and I was gay. Yeah, and trying, right. I was gay. Bending cause- over left, right, and center. Every <laughs> chance you got. Wait, when are you, you came out. slut? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wow. Well, there's nothing wrong. We are not slut shaming on this podcast. No. This is when I was not gay. So I was making it with girlies left, right, and center. Um, honey, that's problematic. You were always gay. No. Born I'm this bi. Way. Bi erasure. <laughs> you were wow. born this way, girl. You need to talk a little bit about teen years because we have side noted so hard. Okay. All right. So this study found that teens who use cannabis recreationally are two to four times as likely to develop psychiatric disorders. Um, which are, you know, things like depression and suicidality. Oh, God damn it. Cannabis use puts teens at risk for problem behaviors, including poor grades, um, trouble with the law, long-term negative consequences that keep them from developing fully. Something that really shocked me. One in 10 adolescents, so like between 12 and 17 years old. Yeah. One in 10 of them are using cannabis in America. One in 10. So 10%. That shocked you? Yeah. I guess was like, my high school like so pothead like I for guess sure me, line us all up. There's at least three and ten. But you think at my high school, yeah, I was the gay type <laughs> A one, and I was still hacking weed. Well, okay, one in forty meet the criteria for cannabis addiction. Yeah, between I, I think twelve was, years old and seventeen. I guess seven, yeah, seventeen is so different than yeah. No, you're not. Yes, well, I went to university when I was seventeen because I'm so young. No, you didn't. I did. I'm born <laughs> September twenty fifth. You do you want to do the math? Do you really want to do the math? <laughs> I was seventeen. I immediately turned eighteen, but I was seventeen in the first semester. And That's thank you. So crazy. And yeah, you were an absolute drug addict. It, yeah, I'd been smoking weed for three years. This guy over here started crying. <laughs> When he saw me smoking weed, because he, oh my God, we can't even go there. Continue. No, it's because you were absolutely drugged No, out. it's because you were like a Catholic with who was stunted. Absolutely stunted. Yeah, that is true. Okay. Um, just for everyone's reminder, to have cannabis use disorder, you there's like 11 criteria you have to meet, okay. including things like inability to reduce consumption, constant cravings, and... Uh, relationship and social problems so there's like yeah. you have to hit a certain amount or at least two of the 11 i have so if been you have there. both those things i mentioned you have it no i don't oh my god no, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not saying I'm you throw i wasn't table. saying you oh i was saying oh. if you have both wow those, i got you defensive <laughs> which i think might be a sign <laughs> yeah. but no in this literally in this, before this pod you kept going let's just have an edible <laughs> well i will be having an edible after this but that's because i'm going to a concert but i am Definitely in a phase of not weed. Anyways, if anyone wants to know that. No, what? That is true. I haven't. The whole time we were in Taiwan, I couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) I was legally not allowed to because of the country. (laughs) And then I just feel like it hasn't really. We've been home for a week. Yeah. Like, then you definitely had it. 
No, I haven't. Yeah, you have. I had it once because you forced me to and I threw I up. I didn't force you to. Okay, so this is another side note, but for whatever reason, you did force me. Mitch wanted to have this, like, again, Christmas night. He's <laughs> psychotic. And he wanted this Don't special Christmas. Wait, is it bad to say it because I'm canceled? Is that what you mean? Or just because you like just Christmas? mean to say psychotic. Okay, sorry. He has, like, weird relationship with Christmas. <laughs> no, that's lot. verging on psychosis. Okay. How else do you want no. me to say this? <laughs> okay, I'm so sorry we're on this side note, but I need to clarify. I have a perfectly normal westernized, like, westernized relationship. No, you don't. I like Christmas. All I wanted to do was put up the Christmas the tree. The proper way to experience Christmas as a westerner is to challenge and question <laughs> the capitalist notion that is Christmas. The normal thing to do is to think this is a little messed up. Christianity is a colonial horrible construct that has called all caused every issue in the world. Well, that's the proper way. And every time you hear Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, your eyes should twitch and you just think, "What are we doing?" Uh, but this guy over here is fav <laughs> Every hour of the day, that's not touching true. greenery in our home, tearing up. I'm like, okay, so he has a psychosis. It's fine. It's <laughs> not true. I have a very normal. I do think about those things. First of all, <laughs> second of all, sometimes it's nice to just enjoy something that you was a tradition as you grew up. Okay, you can question something and simultaneously just like pause to enjoy life and be excited to yes. hang out with family and friends. You're right. I love smelling the pine as I walk downstairs. And I there? love Christmas ornaments. I love it. I love it. I'm not. But I'm you just were about kidding. to explain how you barf. Okay. So yeah. So Mitch was like, we need to smoke weed. And as I just said, I have not been smoking weed in the last for I'm a just week. Months. <laughs> I'm off of it a little bit, and I'm probably gonna get back on Zoom. But for now, I'm off. He hands me this vape. I inhale. You, I guess, have been vaping more, so you knew to do little. He call it sipping. Not vaping more. Just in Mitch, my just life. let it happen. You've been vaping more than me. <laughs> what did you call it? Not. Sipping. Vapes are freaky because sometimes it feels like nothing is going in. So I'm always yes. like really careful. He and sips. I sip it. And I then did a normal. You gulped it. I'm Greg. You gulped I, it. And I gulped it. <laughs> and it obliterated my esophagus, hurt my lungs. I immediately started coughing. And then I threw up into my Christmas mug. <laughs> and then I ran to the bathroom while Cher's new Christmas album, which is a creepy. No, I shouldn't say creepy. But the music was not. And I vomited in our bathroom while listening to Christmas music. And and we were actually like, do you need to go to the hospital? I didn't know what was happening. I needed to shut my eyes for about 20 minutes. And then I came back and we had a gorgeous night. And anyways, and that was that... not cannabis hyperemesis <laughs> syndrome. That was me throwing up because I hit a vape. But hard. we were like, that's another thing that happens. Like you'd never experienced that before, but definitely I've burnt my throat before. Especially yeah, so with a real joint. I was like, did I burn my throat? Horrifying. Or your lungs, right? Like they hurt. Yeah. Um, and we were trying to look up like, is there a condition related to like, maybe even cigarette smokers may know. Like if you breathe in too hard and you sometimes get that like it really wasn't harsh cough. All the information was about like chronic burning uh, there was only one like you know those horrible like webmd things where you're like okay yeah, this is a, like, a, like ai bot made this <laughs> they were like gurgle honey water and i was like okay that's not gonna help but whatever so anyways i have vomited recently from weeb but not that reason okay we'll come back to the study okay. <laughs> sorry for the tangent but it did lead us to that other awful thing that is breathing in smoke it's not yeah. good it hurts um okay back to the teens so Teens who had non-disordered cannabis use, mm -hmm. so they used it, but they're not necessarily considered. I'd like, like to think that was me in high school. They were two to two point five times more likely to have adverse mental health outcomes and behavioral problems compared to teens who didn't. Okay, and then the teens who had 
addiction or were fall under cannabis use yeah. disorder were 3.5 to 4.5 times more likely to have these issues. So obviously it has a big impact on kids. This caveat was this, this um, study was observational. They're obviously not like giving kids <laughs> weed to try. Yeah. I mean, like, I like, was part of that like Canadian census data. So they would always ask me how much I was weed I was smoking. And then they would ask me a bunch of stuff to know that mm. I had like, like other, are you issues. anxious? Are you yeah. whatever? Do you get in trouble with the law? Yeah. Like, There'd be easy ways to find out. Right, but, but there are limitations to observational studies, right? It's, yeah. it's not trying to say that this is causation, yeah. but it is like, here's a correlation. So not to be like absolutely problematic on a science podcast, but from my anecdotal, mm-hmm. as someone who was gay and panicked in high school and, and just was like stoners seem like the safest option. <laughs> <laughs> so I hung out with the stoners, you know, learned to snowboard, like did it all. I'm like, Mm, these people a little bit (laughs) (laughs) like a lot of my stoner friends i'm like yeah you're yelling like the behavioral issues were there (laughs) do you know what i mean it was like yeah why did they then seem the safest it was like the jocks and whatever who were obviously smoking weed but i'd say less because they had to like go to their hockey practice or whatever yeah the non-snowboarder skateboarders who i was with they just didn't seem necessarily like they, they were doing their homework a little more and they were a little, maybe they weren't the ones like, who didn't smoke. Is that what yeah. You're saying? Okay. But they were still, you know, like the cool, like dudes. I was with like the quote unquote cool dudes who were the potheads. And I just, I'm like, would sometimes be like, that was an irrational way that you just yelled at me. You were such a bro. I think you actually deep down that what? you a, were being called. You're a bro. You're a bro. They, are you kidding? <laughs> they would still be like, um, so you sound like a girl and i'd be like that's so weird like what it's because i'm funny and like back out of the room slowly like i wasn't like i wasn't blending in fully it was just the safest but option deep down i think you're a bro at heart but what does that have to do with anything i'm because i think you belong to that group and you have all those same problems you have all these troubles with what? the law you want to talk behavior. anger management Mitchell Moffat? <laughs> Okay, you expose me on the pod. <laughs> wow. Um, no, yeah, I, I, I can't finish a task or whatever. <laughs> I can't continue. I was gonna say something else, but I forget. Oh, I was just gonna be like, I can't believe like you. To me, no straight male was safe in high school. Like, I didn't have any straight male friends. Well, maybe like one or two who point, like were the alternative, like kind of like they were like either the nerds of the straight world or like, do you know what I mean? But at a certain point I was like, okay, the other who if were I'm like just with girlies with this voice, it's a little obvious. It's like, it's like you're gay. So I was <laughs> like, I need to figure out how to not just be with the girlies all the time. And thankfully I am like social and like have enough of like a sense of humor that guys would <laughs> want to be around me. And then I like I swindled my like girlies and like I got to be like the liaison between the girlies and the guys. <laughs> and I was like kind of attracted to girls. So like things worked out and then and and I had fun because we were able to smoke weed. <laughs> Maybe like the weed really is brought you. Together. I was able to be like, well, we're all on the same page and this is giggle giggle. And well, that's nice. That's very yeah. sweet. Maybe it's because you're from Toronto and there was less queer hating i don't know like like maybe but maybe not i feel like kids are kids and our teens are teens and yeah i know cool. i had people absolutely full i 100 percent only hung up with girls in high school like oh maybe there'd be God. like boys a few boys here and there but like every day at lunch i would be sitting with a group of girls 
only. Wow. As I the only man. Definitely preferred. Like whenever it was just me and the girls, I was like, oh, I am relaxed and oh, we me too. are gabbing. But people will comment on it. It brought me a lot of trauma. So that's why I joined the band or whatever you call it, like choir so I could go to lunch and not have to get lunch in the oh cafeteria. Oh my God, <laughs> Mitch. That's so sad. Being gay is such... A trauma. <laughs> it's crazy it's that crazy. I was, like to have a refuge. I had to like sign up for lunchtime. Like activities. high school is absolute hell, but when you're gay, you're I like hated I didn't high know school. It had to be worse. High school's so bad. As yeah, a gay I kind of like liked it. I know. I hate I know. that about you. <laughs> well, I didn't like like it. Obviously, like there I'm were kidding. like random older guys walking down the hall, just like faggot, and I'd be like, oh, that's so weird that they would say. But like in my grade, yeah, I swindled hard. Like that's I worked good. hard, including like having girlfriends <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was just like wow <sighs> anyways continue do you have anything else to say about that like um okay just that the syndrome? only cure is that you need to cut out cannabis or decrease the potency of your cannabis if you have like if you obviously if you end up in the hospital with this they're going to be taking this seriously and talking mm. to you but oh there are it, it gradually starts to happen and one of the first indications As in like your nausea starts getting worse and worse yes and worse. the first indication is that you are not hungry without consuming weed mm. that's the first indication that you might be going towards ch towards ch i mean i want to put a caveat out there because i know somebody who weed helped them be able to eat so like obviously you can come from other issues where like oh that's a good point yeah right yeah. like like just because you're not it, weed may actually be a useful tool for people who are having troubles with like eating enough food yeah this like might that. be this is about but being aware if, yeah if your it, habits are changing you're consuming a lot of weed and suddenly your diet's changing but no but even if that person like it's still worth being aware this exists because right. they could still yeah, be at a high sure. risk of like that go, yeah. yeah so if they start to have like uncontrollable vomiting and scrumiting it's better that they know yeah. about this totally. and think like what yeah, some like, other random thing yeah. happening to me. Yeah, it's a good place to look. So they, but so like that person just might want to be aware that if you are able to, when you start to lose your appetite outside of marijuana is like one of the first mm. signs. And then that the only way it will go away and they'll talk to you about this in the hospital is to slowly decrease the potency, right. increase CBD is like one theory, but it's not for sure. Okay. And that's the only way it's going to stop. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely also important for people to realize and remember that it like quitting marijuana is very difficult. Yes. You can see like we've done videos on this and so many comments are like, it was so hard to even minimize, right? Like you're going to experience a lot of not just like withdrawal, but yeah, withdrawal symptoms, whether that's headaches, whether your sleep gets absolutely fucked and destroyed and you're having like awful times. So just know if you're in this territory, like it's going to be hard either way. Yeah. Um, and it, it is worth, I think, I think it's just important. We all know about this. So if it happens, you don't, I mean, you go to the hospital. Yeah, it's still don't. like not that many people it's happening to yeah. in, in the grand scheme. But obviously, if it's like a Increasing trend going well, higher and yeah. higher, and if weed's getting more and more important, more and more access to it, so what? Worth I knowing. haven't walked down the street in Toronto without smelling weed in I don't know four years, like ever, like maybe. ever, even before it was. Legalized. And I'm and then I'm, I'm always like, is it me? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, it's not. It's that person. <laughs> oh, it's that person. Oh, it's that family. Oh, it's that. It's like everyone yeah. is just hacking it back um the two other things i was going to bring up that are sort of like negative sides of marijuana outside of like literally scrometing um <laughs> is a high correlation with anxiety so uh yeah social anxiety anxiety disorder is correlated with cannabis use disorder wow. weekly cannabis use is significantly related to fear or avoidance of social situations and interfering with relationships i'm, I'm i think that feels obvious like anxiety like a lot of people don't 
enjoy weed because it makes them really anxious. Yeah. But I think chronic use, people don't realize. Like they yeah. may be social people and maybe doing it once in a while doesn't give them anxiety, but perhaps yeah. it can create a problem for you. And then the other study I found that was really interesting is a lot of people think that um, marijuana makes you creative. And so they actually did a study on this and realized does not increase your actual creativity but it does increase how creative you think you are oh for sure right? Every, that's like the classic like i had the best idea ever and then you wake up the next day and you're like oh my idea was, was like just completely it was normal. like what if we cut potatoes thin and fry them and it's like <laughs> um chips that's been invented yeah like obviously they, they in the cannabis condition people were like a lot happier and more joyful when they were being creative but when it came to actually judging the creative works there was a panel of judges that didn't know if they were high or not and they were like judged that's basically like equally. bad though for me what is because i love to get stoned and do creative things because it makes the act of doing it more fun yeah i mean lots bad? of people do that but then like when i paint it's like sometimes i'm like objectively it's like not any better or worse when it's the actual painting. So this is like a real, I'm like really spilling my personal stuff here, but like, I'm really like unsure, like what is like better when I'm high or when I'm not high while I paint and I've been painting. Do you mean like, is the process better or worse? Or do you mean is the final result of the actual painting better or worse? Both. Both. So like, I find it's hard, like obviously like whenever I'm like, let's get high and paint. It's like, I get excited and then I go in and sometimes I paint for a lot longer. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when I'm not high, sometimes when I'm not high, it's like slay and like the time passes and I love it. But a lot of times it's like, I set an alarm for an hour and when that alarm comes, I'm like, thank God. And I drop my <laughs> Whereas when I'm stoned, I'm kind of like, I'm not kidding. Like when I'm stoned, I picture like if someone were to see me, it would be like, it would be like all this classical music and I'm literally like and I'm like and there's like paint like on my clothes and I'm just like and it's just like I'm feeling it and like something is like being channeled from above like through me and well, then I like great. look at it and I'm like wow oh. and then I don't really sometimes have that feeling without weed I mean I'm sure that's why a lot of people use it to be creative even though yeah. they may not technically like maybe that's the difference you may not actually be technically any more creative but if it's actually making you do it more because you like the creative process more that's pretty yeah. powerful then the other a lot thing of I'll creative people that, use weed for that example. yeah and then i will honestly say like sometimes when i'm like not high and then the hour i'm like ugh, finally the hour's done and i look at the painting i'm like well that was a much better hour than when i'm high. <laughs> like, yeah. like sometimes i am like that was like more, more efficient. efficient yeah so whatever you can yeah. do both you know you can have both and painting is a weird it's, practice like it it would probably be easier to differentiate if you were doing like writing or like you know like looking something more cognitive i think I, like if you look back on your writing the next day you might be like that doesn't make sense Maybe. or whatever but with painting it's so i feel they're yeah. probably similar yeah right like you might sometimes look at your painting and be like oh that's kind of messier than i thought it was and you yeah. might sometimes read your writing and be like oh that was high yeah but there might be times when you're like oh i wouldn't have felt confident enough to write that down or yeah. paint that way or like Definitely, I have had profound thoughts when I'm high, and then I like, or I'll listen to a podcast and be like, "That was so amazing." And sometimes I listen back sober, and I'm like, "Oh, it's not as amazing." Yeah. But there's something kind of obviously interesting and nice about like Feeling having that, that moment yeah. and being like, "Wow, this feels so impactful." Yeah, and it sticks with you. Like it's kind of like how when you're a kid, you watch movies and things stick with you, and then you age and you watch them, and you're like, "That is not." Really well, that. that's why people like marijuana. It makes it makes. Moments. experiences that aren't novel feel novel that's why yeah. i love it because i'm obsessed with novelty blah 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 <sighs> so there's obviously a reason why everyone in canada is addicted to weed <laughs> but there are you know 
scrumming issues coming down the pipeline, and we need to know about. We them. need to hear scrumming more often. Well, I really hope to God I don't have to see or experience. You almost scrumming when you barfed. But this, I didn't. Oh! Uh, <laughs> I guess I kind of did actually. I think I was screaming because I was just like, like in utter shock. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> that was so weird. Anyway, maybe we'll end on that note. Do you yeah. have anything else to add? Um, no, I don't. Then why did you actually? I don't know. I just, like, I just forgot we were on a podcast, honestly, and was like, oh, yeah, this has to end. Cool. Slay all day. Thanks Next for listening. I hope be... you don't get mysterious. <laughs> yeah. Syndrome. Just be careful out there, folks. Thanks for listening. I'm actually about to eat an edible. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about your next career move in research and development? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that's investing £20 billion in R&D over the next two years. The nation that's home to four of the world's top research universities. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.